to the Bailey and Harding ultrasound system. I'm Anna Harding. I'm very tired, Ali Bailey. Snoozer. Little snoozer. I don't know why, but I just had an edge to call you a snoozer loser. But you're not. You've been working really hard. I have. Not a loser. I am not a loser. And I have been working very hard. And this is episode eight. Hey, you know what we've been working hard to do? Bring the fun. That's what we've been working hard to do. Everywhere. We have been bringing the fun in real life, in the podcasting world. Hey, this is the third episode of this podcast that we've recorded in four days. Wow, it really is, isn't it? Yeah, it actually is. I'm kind of sick of seeing you. <laughs> yeah. me. I mean, you know when you really like someone, but you're like, go away. I guess that's what it's like to be married. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did refer to you on Instagram as my podcast wife this weekend, because uh, I feel like you are, because um, we had a wonderful weekend at Wendover Woods. We did have a wonderful weekend at Wendover Woods. Oh, it was so good. That's actually my win. My win is Wendover Woods. Wendover Wood Woods win, oh. just because it was just, oh God, it was so, it was very small scale. It wasn't like a love trail. So when, so just in case you podca- podcasts don't know what we're talking about, uh, there's a running company in the UK called Centurion Running, who are not arguably, definitely the best entry-level 100-mile, 50-mile race company in the UK. They do these amazing 50-mile, 100-mile races, brilliant support, brilliant safety. They're just incredible. They've got this community around them that they call the One Community, which basically in COVID came into fruition because we couldn't do what we wanted to do. So the uh, company were on the verge of collapse like because of the fact that there were no races and that sort of stuff. And James, the race director, Mm. someone suggested a virtual race. He went, "I, I don't do virtual races. Then he put a virtual race up and it was anything between, I think, five miles and 100 miles in a month. And do you know how many entries they got for that? How many entries? 4,000 people. Stop it. Entered the first one community virtual because that's how how wow. passionate their community are because they were like, we need to really step in to help here. Mm. But not only that, he was offering free places to NHS workers he's he always offers gratis places to people on his races that can't afford it he's, he's one of the founding members of into ultra anyway everybody was doing this stuff kids were doing it people were doing it because wendover woods was planned like wendover woods was planned and um mm-hmm. and it had to be called off so we, it's been three years in the making this and it's kind of parred down a little bit so it, wendover woods weekend racing there was a 10 mile race uh, which was new, and that was to introduce... That was for people that had never done a Centurion event to give it a go, which I thought was lovely. I'm one of them. You're one of them. 10-mile race, uh, night 50k, so fifty, so 30 miles running in the woods, started at 10pm at night. Fun times. <laughs> then there was a 50-miler, and then there was a 100-miler, and then there was a one-mile kids race and a three-mile kids race. And uh, the, the sting in the tail is the Wendover Woods course is lapped. So they're laps of 10 miles each. So, um, and it's bloody steep, 2,000 foot of vert per lap. So the 100 miler has 20,000 foot of vert in it. Uh, That's 650 metres-ish per lap, by the way, for people who deal in metres, mm-hmm. like I do. Exactly. Uh, anyway, we went along, me, myself and Anna went along. Uh, I was working uh, in the speaker tent, so I did a couple of workshops and uh, and talked to people all weekend about running, and then... Anna came along and did her talk on Saturday and we did we did a little podcast, little half hour special. Uh, it was actually very funny. It was us. It was very responsive. There was an audience. But my win of, about all this is there was probably over the weekend 500 people, yeah. uh, milling about in that field. Not a lot. We're not talking love trails size of like mentalism. But Dan Lawson was there with his sauna, his nomadic sauna. 
uh, Darren was there from the Green Runners doing pair ups and fixing people's shoes. He had a whole box of shoes. He was just giving them away. Shoes that people end of life shoes he fixed and just giving them to people once he'd fixed them, which was just incredible. Mm-hmm. There was pizza, Excel coffee. There was the crepe people. There was, and then there was the workshops. And I thought, oh, maybe people won't come, but they did. We had like, I probably had 50 people in there Amazing. doing workshops on mindset and then one on coaching and crewing. And then Anna's talk um, on body image, which we will talk, we'll cover later. Listen, <laughs> um, was really, really well received. And then we had a woman um, called Jane who came in to talk about menopause. Mm. Again, that was full of people and men, men and women. Good. Oh, but it was the love. It was just the love all weekend of the community and the non judgment to have runners that are elite in their field sit next to people that had never done a centurion event because they've always been too afraid of the distance doing their 10 mile coming across that line getting a centurion medal just delightful what a yeah. weekend I had so much fun it I was brilliant it. so good so yeah we always start our podcast with our win grim getting the bin so Ali your win is the whole weekend which I think is lovely mine's really selfish but it is to do with the weekend <laughs> is it did you is yours that you got twenty five thousand more Instagram followers from the weekend oh we're not going to talk about Instagram. Well, we are going to talk about Instagram, but not right now. It's <gasps> get in the bin. Topical. I'm just looking at my massive medal that I got. Honestly, the medal is almost as big as my face. So that's the what? That's the ten medal, right? I'm going to show you my fifty medal. Can you see the similarities here? Oh yeah, they look really. That's similar. why Centurion are great because they're so they're both massive, aren't they? Yeah. And huge. so it's like sometimes people, you know, when base companies those smaller ones, they get they give people a little a medal, but but Centurion don't, and I think that's amazing because everybody is pushing themselves to their limit. Mm. I love it. I just love it. I th- and also what we noticed about the ten miler that we ran together, which was joyful, is that there were a, and even people commented on this. Oh, there's a lot of women running this. Brilliant. Love it. Love to see it. The look on the photographer's face, Pierre, who's great. He's a great photographer. Look look for further, I think it's further run on uh, Instagram. He's a great photographer. His face, he was like, there's so many women in this race. And I was like, not in a weird, pervy way, in a sort of celebratory, I've just taken loads of photos of women. And I think a couple of reasons there. One, not not too scary a distance. Two, for the mum, it was a Sunday morning, for the the people who are mums who are like, I've got to sort the kids out it's a couple of hours out of the day rather than like a whole day and it was a 10 a.m start it was a 10 a.m start who gets 10 a.m starts for races that was nice that was really pleasant it was great wasn't it and it was nice to run it with you Anna like it was just nice to have like a little it basically had a podcast meeting in the woods it was great <laughs> we did have a podcast meeting in the woods it was so good but yeah my win from that is actually the fact that but despite the the whinging and my face maybe telling you otherwise, Ali, the hills are feeling easier. Training block of joy, we're four weeks in, and actually it's working. Ready for the start the training block of joy song? Training block of joy, training block of joy, training block of joy. And then there's a background bit that goes, woo! You go training block of joy. And I go, <laughs> We're gonna sing that this weekend when we go up some bigger hills. Um, you might think yes. that you look like you were whinging and that you but you weren't. No. You were I've been out with you when you've had a whinge. <laughs> the time we did a jog from London to rugby. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was a that was an okay whinge though at that point. To be fair, I've been absolutely fine. But what I'm saying is, I've seen you in Whingeville. Yeah, and I've seen you when you come out running with me, and you've been like, "No, I'm done now. We're not doing this anymore." And I'm like, "Okay, bye. I'll see you at the end." Yeah, and uh, you weren't. You were joyful. <laughs> I kept saying how glorious it was. Like, yeah, which is a no mean feat because there were a lot of people that were describing it as brutal, that 10 miler, the B word, using the B word, dropping mm. the B bomb. Mm. And uh, 
I remember like, I was like, I always take photos of you because I know that, you know, you need content for one of your two Instagram accounts. So I was running up the hills, running down the hills, take pictures of you. All the pictures, you look like you're having a brilliant time. And at one point, I remember turning around, you were coming down a hill, you had your sunnies on. <laughs> and I just was like, she looks like she's on holiday. You're chatting away. It's like, she's having a great time. So, <laughs> yes. Who knew? Who knew? Strength and conditioning yeah. works. Yeah. And training works. Who knew? Yeah, strength and conditioning, training, consistency, and embracing the hills. So before, like when I would be training for a race or something, I would plan a route that was like the flattest that I could find. I'm like, I don't need hills. Mostly because the majority of the races that I have done or have entered into knowingly at least have been reasonably like flat. Like I don't think I really knew before this sort of last four months, four months, I'd say, like how much elevation was in any of my runs. But now that's actually something that I take into consideration and I know what a 650 meter elevation gain run feels like in my legs afterwards. Um, so yeah, chuff. Have you, got to the, have you got to the point yet where you go on those hilly runs and you go, without looking at your watch, right, that was about a thousand meters. No. I no. can do it. It's like I know mileage. I can, I can tell you exactly how far we've walked or exactly how far I've run without looking at my watch. It's like a magical power. I know how far I can do distance because like one time I was walking with mum and I think she thought we'd done six miles. I was like, no, we're closer to have done in like 6K and we'd done like just over 5K, just like three miles. And I was like, we definitely haven't walked six miles today. So I can do it with <laughs> distance, but not with elevation. But I feel like that's probably going to come somewhere along the line now with all this training. Sure. It, it will and it gets it gets to the point where you look at them from a distance you're like that's about 500 meters it's ma- it's amazing you just, just suddenly you suddenly gets it and the best thing is when you're out with someone that's not a runner who thinks they know it all and they're like nah and you're like come on then yeah. oh it's so smug it's smug it's another win <laughs> smugging people with your with your ability to do that but yeah what a weekend that's cool. and you're hey quickly as a little bit of um inform to be informative what would you say, Anna, as a personal trainer and someone that is in the training block of joy, is the the top three exercises in the gym that have helped make the hills feel better? In or out of the gym? Ooh. Yeah, good question. Uh, deadlift. Deadlifts are the king. Why deadlifts? So deadlifts, they're a compound movement. So without going too far into the sciencey bit of it, basically means you're moving basically your whole body and you're going to strengthen your quads and your hammies at the same time, uh, which are both things that you need for hills. Nice. Whenever I do deadlifts, I get out of breath. Like the whole body gets out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. You will. For sure. I was talking, so I was I had a client this morning and, and um, we did this fun little game. I don't think he would admit that it was fun. I think he did afterwards, um, where we do three deadlifts on the minute, every minute. So he decides how much rest he's got. So he can just knock three out and then have a rest and then he has to do three again. Or he can do one, have a rest, do one, have a rest, etc. And we do that for five minutes at the moment. We will be building up to doing ten minutes of that. Ooh. And... Yeah, he was getting out of breath and he's an ex-runner. He His surgeon has told him that he can't run again. I'm dubious. I'm not a surgeon, but I think we can get him to a point, maybe. I don't know. But he was getting out of breath doing it. And he'd said to me when he first signed up to work with me that he wanted to feel like he was working as hard as he was when he was running a three-hour marathon. Mm-hmm. 
and doing those deadlifts and getting out of breath like that he had that same like endorphin rush and that same like challenging feel mm-hmm. as as he did when he's when he was running hard so yeah love that listen up injured people this is why you should go to the gym if you're injured yeah. because it's not as there's nowhere near as much impact but that feeling the feeling you can lift your own body weight off the floor yeah is an incredible feeling. So yeah, deadlift. deadlift. Number one, deadlift. Didn't expect that, but go on. Number two. Interesting. Um, number two, I'm going to go with a barbell squat. So you've got the bar mm-hmm. over your shoulder. It teaches you to keep your chest upright so you've got nice form. Uh, and a nice heavy-ish bar squat. Pauses? Pauses at the bottom? Oh, I mean, if you want some pulses at the bottom to really fire up those quads, sure. Nice. Yeah. Again, that's going to work out your quads. It's going to work out your glutes. It's going to work out your hammies. And then finally, I'm going to cheat a little bit, but I'm just going to say core. And if I had to pick one core exercise, it would be a dead bug. Do you know what a dead bug is? Yeah, I do. But explain to the listener. So you lie on the floor. You've got your legs at 90 degrees with your feet off the floor. Your arms are straight. And then you drop one leg and in front of you one arm behind you and you do opposite arm to opposite leg whilst really like bracing as if you're about to be punched in the stomach by Anna to, yeah by me to work your core who looms over her client <laughs> with a with a dumbbell do over it. your tummy do it. If you ready to hit <laughs> and if you really want to fire up the core on that one you can swap the arm movements out for holding two dumbbells straight up above your head and just doing heel drops so alternating those legs, dropping those heels. I might start doing that. I might start doing a little dead bug challenge because uh, I'd, I'd love to have yeah. it. I'd love to get my six pack back. I had it in lockdown. PE with Joe gave me a six pack nice. and now I don't have it anymore. And all those exercise listeners, you can do at home, home apart from, well, you can do deadlifts at home, but you ain't going to be doing them with your body weight. You can do them with a kettlebell. Yeah. You can do them with a heavy kettlebell. You can. And you can do squats with a kettlebell, can't you? You can hold, hold it in front of you. Yeah, you could goblet squat it. Yeah. yeah. Goblet, goblin. Right, great. Hope that was informative. That's all the information yeah. you're getting that's useful today. You, if you wanted useful <laughs> information, you can switch off now. Oh, hang on. Well, I don't want to go. I know we're not like a preachy, we're a funny one. But actually, I heard a really interesting piece of information this week that I wanted to share with the room. Um, and it's from Beth Pascal. So I, I, I like her. I think she knows what she's doing. Beth Pascal, Western States winner. Yeah, I think she knows what she's doing. Beth Pascal once finished an ultra with a broken arm she is i'm on it i'm on it ridiculous she's ridiculous yeah so yeah i i kind of take what beth pascal has to say with like the authority of god the authority yeah Yeah. the, the god of ultras so and this is to do with hills so this is still my win a little bit so this is when you're training and you've got a hilly race coming up when you've got a long run what you do is you get the amount of elevation gain from your race that's coming up Mm -hmm. so you get the meters in elevation and divide it by the kilometers of the race so if you have got say 2000 meters of elevation in a race and your race is 100 kilometers long then you've got 20 meters per kilometer Mm -hmm. so if you're then doing 40 kilometers you times 40 kilometers Mm -hmm. by your 20 meters you get 800 meters Mm -hmm. that should be the elevation minimum of your long run to incorporate those hills did she make that up because that's genius did she make it up yeah did she did she make up this little training regime of like doing that 
Well, I don't know whether this is Beth Pascal TM trademarked, but um, mm. when I found this out, I kind of felt a bit stupid because I was like, well, yeah, that makes so much sense. I've never thought about that before. Me too. <laughs> this is a case yeah, of, oh, good. This is okay. a case of uh, I was this this many days old, this many years old when I found out this obvious thing. Because <laughs> it does make that make sense. How to train yeah. for a hilly race. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure it works the same for feet and miles as well. Yeah. No. I don't see why it wouldn't. So yeah, there you go. Training tip from Beth Pascal, stolen by me. <laughs> Get on the coattail. She's holding that. She's whizzing through the countryside. I'm Beth. Hello, wait. Anyone here? Anybody listening? If you're good at Photoshop, very good at Photoshop, please can you get in touch with me because I've got some jobs for you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's great though. I'm gonna There you go. That is all of the information you are having off me today. No more, because now we go into the stuff that you don't want us to talk about. What's your what's your grim? Have you got a grim? I don't have a grim. Um, I've just had a really lovely week and there's been no poo incidents, vomit incidents, ticks, stingers, nothing. Absolutely Not bored nothing. of the training block of joy yet? No, absolutely. Well excited to get into week five. Yeah, all good. Any missed sessions? Uh, no, no, no sessions. sessions. No, even my long run at the weekend was longer than it was supposed to be. I was on a deload week, but yeah. Well, I've got a grim, but once Sorry. again, I need someone with Photoshop skills because this is someone else's grim. Uh... I feel like you need to play some sad music over this because this is awful. Hey, uh, I need you guys, if you're not running, and Anna, to get some props okay. to understand this grim. Yeah. You're going to need something like a ruler and like a pen or something that rolls, okay? Got it. That's perfect. Now, okay, great. What we should do is we should put that, that pen on the floor. Yeah. And uh, then I just want you to put the ruler over it, almost like a seesaw. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got like a, like a long thing, then almost like a seesaw. Yeah. At the weekend, uh, I had the pleasure of sharing a space with some elite athletes, including Eddie Sutton, Sarah Cameron, James Elson, Dan Lawson, dropping names everywhere, here, there, everywhere, and Rye Webb. Now, Rye Webb is a centurion coach, a uh, very good ultra runner, and very nice man, actually. Uh, but um, but he was doing the night the night 50k. So the thought is he'll take that, he'll win it, no worries. Could do it like four hours or something. The men's winner came in in like 4:15, 50k at night with 6,000 foot burp. With that rooty rooty section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the next morning the campsite was um a buzz with rumours. Rumours were abounding about a man who'd have an incident in the woods. Um, and I found out, this is the grim, I found out it was Rye. And Rye had ended up halfway through the race covered in his own shit, but not his own, just his own shit, a sticky mess of electrolytes mashed into his own shit. What? Yet he had still come third in the race. Hang on, how did the electrolytes get into it? Well... We couldn't understand how this had happened. So we got him in the field, me, James and Dan. Dan had my whiteboard and he drew some pictures. Unfortunately, I didn't have my phone, so I couldn't take the pictures. He had to draw pictures to understand. Rye had run, I think it was lap two. He'd come through lap one. He'd gone past the toilets, gone, I don't need to use those. He'd yeah. got, gone into lap two and then suddenly gone, I did need to do, use those and I need to use them now. And he'd gone off the trail into the woods. Oh, now, this is where you need your ruler. And he'd, he said he'd scuttled into the side yeah. of the woods. And he, but he pulled his pants down because it was one of those ones where you're like, it's a coming, like it's a coming. Somebody on Instagram uh, oh, referred to it as runner's rumble. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah, like let's that. get ready to rumble. And he, as he squatted down, he realised he was stood on a log, which would be like the pen. 
And he squatted down and the momentum was squatting down and the log rolled forward and he rolled forward with the log. He flipped in the air as the incident was happening and formed like almost like a fountain of shit that flew up and onto him. And it went on the back of his shirt, the back of his legs and in his shoes. Right? In his shoes? Apparently. We had someone who had it in his shoes before. I know. And he was scrabbling around. Oh. It was dark. It was the middle of the night. It had to have been like 11 o'clock at night. There's runners coming through. He's at the front of the field. So people are going to be like coming past Jesus. him. So he's trying to sort himself out. And he just thought, this isn't a good day. And also he's winning at this point. So he's like, this is a good day. So he then decided to try and wash himself in the woods. But he didn't have any water. He, well, he had he had what he had on him. It was flasks. But it wasn't water. Yeah. It was electrolytes. So he ended up oh no squirting electrolytes all over him, trying to wash it off. He said he thought I could go back to the beginning, but no, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna crack on. So he did crack on and he came third. I hope no one gave him a hug at the end. He tried to hug Nikki Griffin at the end. Um this, and she just went, No, get away from me. But he was when he explained this to me, he explained it all very factually with no shame, which I really enjoyed. And his wife slash girlfriend was stood next to him, smiling, going, Oh well, you know, these things happen, and I'm like that's love. Are you not traumatised by that? Because, love. Yeah. Could you imagine you're running along in the woods and suddenly you see a man with a mullet oh, in a vest God. squirting himself, covered in his own oh shit. It was disgusting and amazing. Uh, and I, I did ask him for a voice note. Maybe one day we'll get one. I said, if you don't give me an explanation, I'm going to make it up. But I haven't made it up. These are the words that come out of his mouth. And he drew you a diagram. Dan Lawson drew me a diagram, which was quite disturbing. So I'm oh, glad yeah. that we had to wipe, wipe it Fine. off the board because it was frightening me. Very much so, frightening me. Oh, so that's my grin, but it's someone else's. Is... Grim, 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 grim. Right, get in the bin. I'll do my get in the bin. Do it. My get in the bin. So I said I've had like a really lovely week and I have, and there's nothing grim really that's gone on. My get in the bin though, is that there has been an incident whereby my Instagram account has been cloned, not hacked, cloned. And someone slash a bot slash a scammer is pretending to be me. And so they've set up a um, a new Instagram profile where they've changed a dot for an underscore, stolen my pictures, stolen my like bio. No, not my bio. They've written like, my old Instagram was hacked. Use this one and don't follow the other one. And also I have found out in the last 24 hours, this account has been sending messages to people that then follow it saying, I need to retrieve my account. So can you click this link for me and send me a screenshot of it? And the link is like going to basically let them into the other person's Instagram account. And my name's attached to all of this because they've cloned my profile. So I've got nothing to do with this. Nothing's changed on my profile. They'd blocked me in the first instance. So I didn't even know it was happening till someone sent me a screenshot and went, do you know, this is happening. And then I've just had messages all weekend going, hey, I think your Instagram's been hacked. Hey, I think your Instagram's been hacked, which is good because I'm glad that people are like letting me know. But also just to say it's not been hacked. It's been cloned. And I hope that no one has clicked any links and lost their profile, their accounts from it because it's just shit. Just, just, just hang on a minute. Pickle, come here. Pickle, pickle. Where's your pie phone? <laughs> I just feel like it's the sort of thing that pickle would. I really want to get big on the ground. So what I've done is I've cloned Anthony's account. <laughs> Number one, why are you complaining? You're busy. If if you've got a clone, then you've got someone else to share the workload with. <laughs> so I don't know why you're complaining. You're lucky. You're lucky, if any. <laughs> All right. Number two. 
Uh, this means that you're famous. <laughs> Insta famous. It. it does mean that you're Insta famous because because uh, people only clone the Insta famous. But mm. number three, what the actual fuck? That must be really horrible. Yeah. Because it's like. I feel really guilty. It's like the digital equivalent of someone hacking off your skin and you wearing it as a suit. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 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 It's um it's really shit. And also, like I've reported it and I've told everyone else to like block and report and bloody bloody blah. But it, I think it's still there. And it's like still there. Meta, pull your bloody fingers out. You've got enough time to set up a whole new app. Sort this out. Like it's just crap. So it can get in the bin. And also Is it Anna dot the runner? Anna dot the underscore runner. I don't think it will let me do it because I think I reported it. Yeah. Well, I did report it, so I don't think it will let me in anymore. No. But, uh, but yeah, that is... And what are they doing? Just literally putting... Oh, I can't see it. Can't see no. it. Can't see it. Might, Might have gone. gone. Might have gone. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It's just... it's You know, it's just like one of those annoyances where you're like, do you know what? I could have done without that. And I feel bad for people. I think it would freak me out. I think I'd start to spiral if I knew that had happened to me. And I would just be like, oh, God, they're going to use something terrible, like blowing up... I don't know, blowing something up, so I need to delete my Instagram account. And then I'd be really sad if I did that. There's lots of pictures on there that I like. Yeah. Um, so yes, if you anyone does see that, Anna does know that she has been cloned mm. and she's doing something about it. But if you can block a report, that'd be great. Thanks. Have you got to get in the bin? Yeah, I have. Controversial yeah. time. Oh God, are you gonna upset people? Yep. When you finish a 100-mile race, generally, you are presented with a buckle, a belt buckle. I'm not sure where this has come from, but um, you are presented with one. So at Western States, you get it in a box with a shiny, shiny cleaning cloth. Centurion, just throw it at you and go, there you go, love. Um, and uh, the, the the buckle is a thing, right? So I love my buckles. I don't, I don't yeah. know. Does anyone know? Question for the audience. Does anyone know where the belt buckle thing has come from? Because they are belt buckles. Yeah. They've got like a thing on the back and they've got a little hole thing. My get in the bin is, is people that fucking wear them as belt buckles. <laughs> Who does that? No one does that. People do. No one... They do. Why? They do. they do. I've seen people do it and I've been like, no. And <laughs> they put them on their belt and then they walk into the office with their buckle on. Like, and then like thrust their crutch into people's faces or like they sit on the edge of a table and go, this old thing. Um, I've never seen anyone do that, but I imagine that's what happens. Uh, I, and, and I spoke to a guy at the weekend who'd done Western States twice. And he said, well, one of my buckles is on my actual belt. And I just went. <laughs> <laughs> No. And I, if you put it on a belt and you're not wearing the belt, I think that's okay. Yeah. But there's something about people walking around with their buckles as belt buckles that I find incredibly irritating. Do you know what it's like? It's It would be like wearing a medal as a necklace. Just like in day-to-day life, just wearing it as a necklace. <laughs> or wearing all of your medals as necklaces. <laughs> I don't think I could. That's a good game to play. It'd be good strength training, wouldn't it? Maybe I'd, yeah. oh, I can't be bothered to put them all back up. I can't be bothered to take them all off and put them all back up. What is the etiquette for this? We will open this up to the forum, to the group. Because the thing is, the other week, and I was just I was like, you judgmental prick, Ali, you know, with my whole, like, don't wear tight shorts, don't do this. Anything that annoys me is wrong. But I'm, so that, so like, it's not hurting anyone. But it just gets on my nerves and I don't know why. I think it's because I don't like... That's the whole point. Sorry. Well, getting on your... That's the whole point. It just gets on your nerves and you don't know why. No, no, that's the whole point of getting the bin. It's like, it's just whatever gets on your nerves. If yeah. it gets on your nerves, it gets on your nerves. But I, I I struggle with the fact that people... Like, this is new information. I didn't know that people actually wore them. As someone who doesn't wear a belt 
on a daily basis, it would never even have crossed my mind to wear a belt buckle as an actual belt buckle. Well, I think that the, the, the argument's going to be, but I'm really proud of myself and it was a lifetime achievement. And I'm like, I'm really proud of myself for lots of things that I've done as well, but it doesn't mean I have to tell everybody or show everybody or wear it around all the time. Yeah. But, I, and I don't know what it is. I'm trying to, you know how I am with my mindset stuff and I go all the way back through like the, the, the circumstances, the thought, the feelings. But this is like, that just blows it out of the water. I'm just like, no, you're just fucking getting on my nerves. Simple yeah. as that. I just don't like yeah. it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. As someone who doesn't have a belt buckle, because I didn't get anything for running from London to rugby. Did I tell you I ran from London to rugby once? I'll tell you what you did get. You got a lovely framed, beautiful uh, image that I commissioned. The same person that did that did my gazebo. Really? Sarah, talented. yeah, same designer. So Yeah, talented. Um, like I wouldn't carry that around with me everywhere. I love that. And it's prized possession on my wall. Same as my like medals. Yeah, I'm proud of them. Like they're they are on display. Some people choose to just put their medals in a shoebox or I don't know, not take one at the end of a race. Hey man, that was only because I was trying to be good for the environment. Um, because I've got so many centurion. What a humble brag. I've got so many centurion medals and buckles that I don't need to take a medal, but I always take my buckles because mainly because I'm like, they're on my side thing here, mainly because then I know how many I've done or yeah. I lose count. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. That is fair. Like I, someone asked me the other day how many marathons I'd done. I was like, oh, I don't know. Right, this is the arc of attrition buckle. Look how big it is. That's huge. That's my hand. Can you right? imagine wearing that on yeah. your belt? It'd be like a core workout day in, day out. Imagine if it fell off, the noise it would make. <laughs> Every time you sat down... The top bit of Cornwall would poke into your stomach <laughs> and probably start causing some sort of chafage. But it's massive, and it and uh, yeah. and I don't understand how you can wear that as a buckle. The, the Centurion ones are smaller, and then the One Community ones are even smaller. They're like this big, so they have to be a child's buckle. But um, yeah, open for debate. Buckle open for debate. I'd like to know because I don't have one and I don't wear a belt, so I don't feel like I can have an opinion on this. Um, I think it's weird. I didn't realize that people did it, but also, Ali, just to validate your opinions of um, getting the bins and just listing things that annoy you, uh, Sarah Polycott emailed us and said, Um, I just listened to your podcast for the first time and loved it. Hey guys, love the show, love the show. Uh, I was running along with my headphones on, laughing out loud at your section of what should go in the bin. Ali, I totally agree with you that men in tight like shorts and nothing else on should go in the bin. It's distracting and weird. I think the female equivalent would be a skin tight revealing bra that shows the exact shape and outline of mm-hmm. boobs and nipples. I think you're right. Sexy time. So there you See, go. so it does get on other people's nerves. Thanks for backing me up. There you go. Yeah. There you. Oh, right then bin. win bin win grim bin. that's done Wimbin. we're done we're done with that we're done with that shall we moving on moving on, moving on up, to moving the on. ultrasound system playlist i've been a little remiss on my adding of playlist to june sorry everybody i've been okay. quite busy um that's but you right. haven't I've put some on there I know, you put some tunes on there. Are you going to tell me off? Oh, okay, good. So, um, quick question. Do you remember at the weekend, you, I sent you a video of me singing along to S Club 7 and put banger on banger. Do you remember what the result, do you know what the result was? I'll tell you. People hate it. Go on then. I did look at it about a couple of hours after I posted it and it was 80% banger. Yeah! I can't see it would have changed that much. 80%. So, which one was that? Which club was that? S Club 7. Bring it all back. 
Don't stop, never give up. Hold your head high and reach the top. Let the world see what you have got. Bring it on. Do you know the actual story of Rumpelstiltskin? The actual one, not the one that has presented children. Yes, I do. Because when I ran Endure 24, I lost my mind. I filmed it. Um, It was the first year I did it and I lost my mind. And I heard people's polls like clip-clopping behind me and I was calling them sticks and then I ended up calling them sticks. and then I was like what is Rumpelstiltskin so then I looked it up yeah so you know that but go on tell us Rumpelstiltskin at the end when at the end of the story the story for children is a little how should we say softened there is a tiny gnome trying to steal a baby at the end at the end of the day right but uh, lots of those. Is it Hans Christian Andersen? Is it the Christian Andersen story? Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. The Brothers Grimm stories are fucked right up. Yeah. They are mad. So anyway, at the end of this actual story, Rumpelstiltskin gets so angry that someone has known that someone has realised what his name is that he stamps his foot and the whole and and basically there's a massive explosion and it kills him and all the villages for like half a mile. <laughs> if I am on an ultra. And don't stop, never give up, hold your head high, reach the top comes on. I may have a Rumpelstiltskin moment <laughs> if it's the wrong time, probably between miles 75 and 80. There will be a Rumpelstiltskin moment somewhere like the Brecon Beacons. It could be dangerous because rocks will fall. No! <laughs> it's a massive explosion of anger. That song gets right on my nerves. The public have spoken, Ali. I know they have, and I'm currently pressing the plus button on Spotify and adding it to the playlist. I've done it. Oh, I've God. I've done it. Oh, God, it's already on there. I've done oh, it. Oh, it's God. on. It's on there. Oh, God. So, <laughs> let's hope that that doesn't come on. During... I thought you'd take it off. I thought you'd take it off sounds of long farts, but you've left it on there, so that's good. No, of course not. Um, So, I added, I did a... Oh, I did a banging interval session last week and I um when I run interval sessions I listen to some crazy music like just a big eclectic mix because it's just anything that can take my mind off it hurting so I added Missy Elliott lose control music make you lose control music make you lose control that's actually a sample of Le Rhythm Digital is it so the Le Rhythm Digital yeah and I think and I think maybe no, it's a sample of Live Rhythm Digital, and there's a great album by Live Rhythm Digital. Stuart Price, who was a producer for like Madonna and everybody else, it's his little project. It was like in the sort of early noughties. Absolute oh, nice. tunes. I'm going to go back and visit that and add some Live Rhythm Digital. Love it. Yeah, that sounds cool. I also added um, Chris Stapleton and Ed Sheeran and Bruno Mars below. I'm so out of the loop, man. It's really old. Ed Sheeran. And Bruno Mars. Yeah, it's from his like collaboration album that he released like during lockdown. I love Ed Sheeran. I've been to all of his gigs. I'm resp- I'm partially responsible for Ed Sheeran's career. You've got a signed poster in your downstairs toilet. Yeah. In my downstairs toilet, I've got a large orange poster that I gave to Ed when he was 16, 17. Uh, we were doing like a little playback session. I said, can you sign this in case you get famous? And he went, what do you want me to write? And I said, write what you feel. So he wrote, I feel your bum. And then... <laughs> He wrote, leave, leave Tom Dark, who was my then boyfriend, and, and marry me. Love, Ed. You have no idea how many times I think to myself, maybe I should have left Tom Dark. <laughs> Even though he was a child. Yeah, so Ed Sheeran is one of, he is actually the nicest person in the world. Mm. But the best Ed Sheeran song to run to, and I will add this, is Castle on the Hill. Castle on the Hill. That's what yeah. I crossed the finish line to Edinburgh Marathon listening yeah. to. Yeah, 
castle on and the I've hill. I've got my arm up in the air. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it's absolute tunage. It's going straight on. So, the, oh, not bad. a bad word said against Ed Sheeran. And I love no. Bruno Mars. It's really good. Um, and Chris Stapleton's the country guy, but the but Blow is like a real like rock. Like, it's kind of... Rocky. It's, it's a foray into rock. Uh, and then Come Together, yes, the Beatles version, but it's like a mad version of it that I think it's from the Justice League. So it's it's the like comic book film, um, but it's, yeah, it's like proper, oh, yeah, it gets me all fired up. I'm excited about listening to these because I've never heard them before. Great. And then you've added Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Did that come in for Instagram? Yes, that was actually, it came in as a recommendation from Ben. Yeah. And I'm like, that is an actual tune. Because it goes right into like, da -da 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 -da, especially if you're like running down around hills. I always think about hills. Yeah. And I think about how it's going to feel on hills. So I added that. That was a recommendation. Uh, for fuck's sake. Is that the uh, Boom, 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 boom by the Venga Boys seems to have found its way onto this playlist. I don't know how. It must have taken a wrong turn at fuck off. <laughs> uh, and... Well, just I that no, don't come down here. I was driving back from Wendover Woods and I was listening to, do you know that show that they do on Radio 2 where it's like the top 10 from a particular year and this particular year. Oh, yes. The, the world's most awful no. songs. That show. This year was 1999, which is where Bring It All Back came from. And then they played Boom, Boom, Boom. And I was like, what a fucking tune. Tune, 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 tune. As someone that works in the music industry, I understand that most artists have a team of songwriters around them. Real, like, well-paid geniuses, okay? Yeah. And when I hear songs like Boom, 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 I think, what was the meeting like with these songwriters? Like, guys, song. Boom, 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 Boom. I want you in my room. Let's spend the night together. What rhymes with together? Uh, forever. Okay. Uh, wake up and live forever. That's brilliant. That's Ivan Novello worthy. Let's do it. What were they thinking? I will not hear a bad word said about it. No, no, no. It's on. And, oh God, and it's going to be absolute. There's going to be some incidents in Brecon on this hundred mile. I'm telling you, like like very viciously angry incidents from me. The final one that's gone on, which was also requested um, on Instagram, is uh, Dr. Jones by Aqua. So we're sticking in the 90s. No, because everybody said no for Dr. Jones. No, they People didn't. said no. no they didn't. I get the DM. No, I had sick no. emojis. No. I had sick emojis. I had the word Han. no sent to me at least four times. Hanra Fitness. Hanra Fitness. I didn't choose it. I didn't choose it. The shuffle button did. Bit of Aqua on a Monday morning. Oh my god! I think that got me oh out of a dark god. place running London to rugby as well. So because you thought, oh, there is something worse than doing this. This song <laughs> could be worse. Could be stop listening to this song. <laughs> oh, you're so funny. You are on one today. Um, I'm on yeah. one. I'm a music. I'm a mu I'm a music stab. Um, Staying. Also, there's three songs. Three songs have been added, but not. But they're recommendations from another person. Aren't they? Come on. Yeah. What? Once in a lifetime. Absolute tune. Talking Once Heads Heroes by oh, David yeah. Berry. And yeah. then there was another one actually, which I'm just going through my um special little oh yeah, the Trojan, he went the entire Trojan Reggae 1969 compilation, which we can't put on because it's a whole compilation. These yeah. are the recommendations of Stuart Smith, who is one who's our first ever legend interview, which we did last night. So at some point in the not too distant future, that episode will drop. 
and it's just me and Anna interviewing Stuart Smith, who is an outdoor uh, international exposition leader and the funniest man in the industry. Um, and uh, he, we got him to choose three songs. We had a little interview with him, and it's one of our Legends episodes, which will come out when me and Anna are basically not asked to record this. You can look forward to that, but those were his choices. Absolute bangers. I knew they would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Great. It's looking looking good. It's looking good, except for those fucking stupid baby songs, which I'll just have to fast forward through. I mean, you sound like a baby with all of your whining. Don't snarl at me. Is that how you talk to your PT clients? Yeah. Whining. You sound. You sound like a baby. Baby. Okay. What's that? You've got a voice note. Oh, I have got a voice note. Can we play it for you? Yeah. Let me get back in. in You know what annoys me? That. But now it's not a little, it's not a little aeroplane. It's a little messenger thing. Oh, yeah. This is the message bit. Mine's still an aeroplane. The little DM bit on Instagram. Maybe. Maybe you're trapped in an episode of Black Mirror and actually you think you've been cloned, but you are the clone. <gasps> and that's I've how just we got goosebumps. Oh, that's how we find look. out. Yeah. That's how we find out you're the clone. I am the clone. the clone. I am the clone. You've been, you've been the clone for years. And yeah. the actual Anna the Runner is the one with 200 followers who's like, help me, I've been cloned. And... <laughs> We're trapped in a universe like 10 years ahead of like what is actually going on. Yeah. Everybody that's running his brain's just gone. (laughs) Hitch it to Charlie Brooker. Yeah, Charlie Brooker would love that. He loves a social media black mirror. Um, Go on then. Okay, right. Listen to this. This is quite long. And then there's two of them. So it's quite long. Listen. I just was listening to your, um, just I think it was your fifth episode podcast about Hayley with the body image and oh my gosh, I burst into tears because I had this conversation with my husband last night and they were talking about, I've just, I've done a few ultras now, I've done 50 miles, I've just, I've just done 100k, a few weeks ago, Race to the King, and I completed both and um, was walking after a couple of days, yet I still constantly every day berate myself, body image, I'm too fat, I don't like a runner, what am I doing, all of the stuff that you were talking about and so I'm a bit emotional right now because I just think it's ridiculous that, you know, I saw a photo of myself after Race of the King and the only thing I could think about was I didn't like the photo because I looked fat. Now that's ridiculous because I just completed 100k and it's, I hate, I hate the fact that so many women, including myself, do it and I don't know how to change it or... Next bit. Oh, time limit reached. So yeah, I don't know how to change it. Um... But hearing you guys talking about this sort of stuff really openly, can I just say, it helps massively because it refocuses my mind to understand that actually, do you know what? I am a machine and my body is strong. It doesn't matter what my waist size is or how much I weigh or any of that stuff. And I know that. I can say it. I know the rational side of me knows that. And I've just got to really work hard to um, kind of embed that in my everyday thinking. So, yes, thank you, ladies. And um, I look forward to your next podcast. Cheers. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, you are oh, crying. I just want to give her a massive I know. Is... Oh. That is Liz. And Liz is lovely. Now, thanks, Liz, for what that. A legend. Do you know what is helpful for this? Is actually people sharing their experiences. And we saw this at the weekend at Wendover yeah. when we sat in a room with men and women and talked about um, mm. 
and Anna's experiences of being trolled and being told uh, unsolicited uh, comments about how she looked and the fact that she didn't, in in, in quotation marks, look like a runner. And yeah. it was difficult because it's like, well, I can't fix, we can't fix, I can't fix you. Like, I'm a mindset coach, yeah. but I can't fix you. But when I got home, I was like, I really want to look more into this. Um, so I did. And um, the experience we had at Wendover, I think, was great because it was people feeling like they were seen and heard. And um, the the worst thing is, what we're not trying to do is say to people that are slim and that are athletic looking, you're a bad person. Or it's exactly the same. It's body shaming. It's unsolicited um, comments on how people look, regardless of how they look. But what, what we were talking about was the fact that in the atypical world, people think a runner should look like this: muscly legs, little 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 waist, you know, small boobs, short small shoulders, light, quick, and and shiny hair. Um, yeah. Even the boys need to have shiny hair. So, <laughs> I want people listening to this who are affected by this, which is everybody, men and women, like body dysmorphia yeah. in runners, in male runners, is ma- a massive thing. And I will get yeah. someone on to talk about uh, that in one of the Legends interviews because it's a massive thing. Yeah. I think I think men especially get kind of embarrassed or shamed that they feel like it. Uh-huh. But there's an immense yeah. pressure on them to look like uh, the people you see in the media, Killian, Damo, Jim Wormsley, all tiny little men. You know, like yeah. that's how it should be. They're elite athletes. So it, it, yeah. nobody would say I need to look like, yeah, nobody would say like I need to look like Mo Farah, I need to look like Elliot Kachogi. No one would say that. Because they're like no. it's so obvious that those people are breaking records and are completely like madly, mentally, insanely on fast. another level. Yeah, yeah. They spend their like they dedicate their life to what they're doing. So, Hang on. sorry, I know this is a serious topic, Ali, but did you just use the word buff? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I thought you said because they're ridiculously, incredibly buff. I was like, the nineties called and want their terminology. <laughs> <laughs> serious question sorry. sorry go on tell us what you found what they look like in the buff um <laughs> i want anyone listening to this when they get home to go and get some post-it notes order some post-it notes from amazon and you get lots of nice multicolored ones i've got very many get a sharpie and write on that post-it note something along the lines of i am beautiful brave and strong i am no hang on a minute edit that bit out i'm beautiful brave and strong i am fit i am a runner uh anything that you can think of that you think no i don't believe that um i'm an ultra runner um i respect my body as a machine anything like that every time lovely anna's just put a sticker on her forehead which i think could be a tattoo because I am a runner. If you if you write this stuff down on, on in big sharpie and put it somewhere you see it every day, like uh, your dressing table yeah. or your bathroom, um, even things like I love and respect myself, I love and respect what my body can do. Not I'm thin or I'm this. It's acceptance of where you are, absolutely acceptance of where you are, and the actual facts of the matter. And with Liz and Haley and you and me and. Everyone else that has these like, wow, man, I wish I was a bit skinnier or I wish, why don't yeah. I look like that person? Being able to say to yourself, but I'm strong. I'm tra- I'm training to be as healthy yeah. as I can be. 
my body is a machine and I use it to go and do these incredible things. If you write it down and put it somewhere you can see it and read it every day, it starts to re- rewire your brain. And even if you don't believe it now, every if you see it every day, it starts to rewire your brain. That's mm. how advertising works. If you keep seeing an advert, you go, oh, actually, the first thing that comes to your mind is the advert that you've seen. Look at it, take a moment, breathe, believe. Just believe a little bit because you won't. Your brain will want to go and onto something else. Like, oh, this yeah. is bullshit. It's not going to work. But you need to be open-minded with it. And I find it really handy. I have post-its all over my house. For me, it's do the basics well. Eat three meals a day, drink water, sleep, journal. There's about four post-its that say that. So when I get, if I feel like the overwhelm's coming, I'm like, I just need to do the basics well and everything else will follow. And with body image, you know, what Liz said at the end of that message is is right, is absolutely Mm -hmm. bang on the money. But we say these things, we don't believe them. It's slipping through the knowing doing gap because you have to keep repeating it. Even to the point where you go and you lift a little bit more in the gym or you do that extra rep that's showing yourself that this is yeah. this is a machine and this is the the thing that carries us into these beautiful places and on these amazing ultras and 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 being proud of that and understanding it like that reframing it like that yeah really helps so i want everyone to spend the next couple of weeks that's having problems with this doing yeah. that themselves every morning write in your journal look at a post-it note and then if you if it works, let us know. If it starts to work, let us know. If it doesn't, let us know, and we'll look yeah. at something else. But it's a very simple thing you can do. It's just to change one one thought process, and um, and believe me, you can argue this till the cows come home. But it does it does work if you keep it at it. Thirty days, things start to change. And um, having seen people out on that trail at Wendover, there was people from all yeah. walks of life there. There was people that looked like the whole sh- like scheme of like. You get yeah. spectrum of the UK. It was like a microcosm of the spectrum of the UK. So um thanks, Liz. I'm really mm. glad that you sent us that. And um and anyone else with any tips or tricks, not tips or tricks, because there isn't any. No. The brain isn't a tip or trick hack. No. You have to keep doing it, learning it to to definitely. To and I, I said at the so, the talk that I did on Saturday, the you know, the that you don't look like a runner talk. I I have learned to love my body, not for necessarily how it looks. Some days I'm like, oh, yeah, doing all right. But I, I don't really I don't really care so much about that. I love my body for what it can do. And like the fact that I mm-hmm. that it's strong enough to do all of these like runs and challenges and stuff. And so, you know, what Liz was saying about seeing those race photos I'm pretty sure that will resonate with with so many people I get it all the time I'm like no don't like that um but then she instantly was like I know I should feel like I'm strong I've just you know just managed to do 100k and so she knows how she should feel about it um it's just like you say rewiring that little tricky bit in your brain she, but she she shouldn't well, no. feel like anything. I know. Should is a bad word. If she feels like that, except yeah. you feel like it, she gets to feel the other way. Yeah. We all get choice. We all get to feel the way that the first thought mm. wants us to feel. And so if you change it from should to get, like I should go for a run, I should do this. If yeah. you change, I get to do this. It really yeah. does change the game a little bit. And we all we all do have choice. We have absolute choice. Race photos are an interesting thing. Photographers are good at different things. 
they're all like specialized so recently i did that shoot for innovate the photos have come back and i'm like i fucking love these photos i look yeah i love them i look strong i don't look thin i look strong you can see my muscle outline that's because they Mm. are commercial photos taken by a photographer for commercial usage so they're there to show off the clothes show off the shoes show off the nice t-shirt i love them Mm. because i look strong i look i don't look skinny by any means in fact i think i look slightly bigger than Andy Berry but that's cool because I like I like the muscle tone I love Dave McFarlane pretty sure there's been a filter put on them pretty sure that they've been like maybe a little bit of like a little touching up then I look at David Miller's photos of me on the arc and I look like a sack <laughs> of fucking shit because he's a documentary photographer he wants to see, he wants to show the gnarly yeah. gritty side of it like photographers are different um, the guy that does the Centurion stuff they'll have a, they've all got a, like a really nice filter on them. they'll mm. look like grainy and graphic like you get bad photographers who take bad photos from bad angles. You get great photographers who take great photos from great angles. Photography is a lie. We yeah. know this from Instagram. Don't judge yourself on a photo ever. Judge yourself on how you feel on your inside. And you get to feel strong. You get to feel like you're getting fitter. Even if you're just yeah. at the start of your journey, you're, you get to choose to feel that. So I think that's really important. And I'm doing a workshop in Brecon in, a, in September, a multi-dayer. And one of the things I'm doing is taking David Miller, the photographer, with me to take photos of everybody out on their runs that they can take home, put up in their house, yeah. to be like, I am a runner. This is a photo of me running on a workshop. And I am a runner. And they're not going to be, yeah, I'm not going to say to them, oh, make sure you get a good angle. I'm going to say, show them in their greatest yeah. bit going up a hill. They'll come up the hill, yeah. you take a photo of them, you know? Show them fighting, show them being strong. Yeah. That's the most important thing. God, I've, that is a rant. A rant. Sorry about that was not a rant at all. Um, I think, I hope that that's been helpful for lots of people. And yeah, I mean, just to reiterate, we know that this is something that massively affects male runners as well as female runners. It just so happens that we're both women. And yeah, I think there is no quick tip trick fix, but hopefully um, just by talking about it. I love that Liz also started off her voice note with that I was having a conversation with my husband. Like, I love that that's their relationship and she feels like, you know, she can offload that onto him as well. So, yeah, good. Good. Mm-hmm. When people do talk to each other about this stuff, they don't want them to talk to the husbands and the wives of the people or partners of the people that are like, I feel like shit. They're not looking for a few to no. fix them. They just want you to yeah. listen to them. Yeah. They just want you to you're listen not, to them. Yeah, don't and you say to them, you're not fat. You know, that's not helpful. Yeah, that's a that's not that's not helpful. Because it's like, no, I don't I don't hear that. What I need to hear is I'm gonna give you a cuddle and then I'm gonna make you a nice. Yeah. And I love yeah. you. Whatever you are, however, however you feel, I love the bones of you. That's a nice thing to say. And I love the bones of you, listen. Yes. Most of you, not the ones that wanted aqua on the playlist <laughs> you can pick off. Um, right, okay. Just one final little tidbit. Tidbit. Tidbit? Is it tidbit or titbit? I thought I knew the answer to this. I think it's tidbit. <laughs> but what does that even mean? What's the tid? It's tit. The... Oh. <laughs> it's tit. A bit of a tit. It's titbit. Tidbit is the preferred spelling in American and Canadian. Titbit is it British. This is where we get things wrong. Wow. It's a it's a small piece of tasty food or a small and particularly interesting item or gossip or information. I mean, it's quite interesting. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Great. I'm excited about it. But it's not a sack of turds, is it? It's not a sack of turds. 
titbit. Um, I've got a question for you, Ali, and I think it's one that will yeah. probably open up to the audience as well, just to finish on. When does a nap become a sleep? Just to give you context, I, a couple of weeks ago, when I was doing loads of crazy stuff, lots of travel, very, very tired, lots of training, was like, I'm just going to go for a nap. And I woke up three and a half hours later. That's asleep. Is it? Yeah. You're not a toddler. You're a grown adult woman. I mean, sometimes you go a bit toddler, but but so do I. So I had a, not a row, uh, but a chat with Andy Berry about this. He was doing those innovate shots with. He can do 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I'm like, pardon? Because it takes me 10, 15 minutes to go to sleep. My absolute favourite nap uh, time is 90 minutes, right? And he said that's asleep. Oh, I know why this is. No, it's not. Well, I think it is. Mm, 90 minutes, 90 minutes is a full. So um, we sleep in 90 mm. minute blocks. So when we go through the sleep cycle of like REM. Uh, oh, that's let's put some REM on the playlist. You've got some REM on it. You put the end of the world on, as we know it on there. More, 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 more REM. <laughs> yeah. So 90 minutes is that full cycle. So I was thinking like two cycles. It's three hours. You want to avoid the deep sleep. Oh, I love the deep sleep. You man. want to avoid it. I know, but that's for night times. So uh, I've just finished reading Peak Performance for the second time. They talk a lot about sleep in there. The funniest bit about that is they're like, there has been a, it's an audio book. There's been lots of studies done at L- Lugabaruga University in England. <laughs> love my Lugabaruga. Love bro. <laughs> but it's an audio book. I'm like, okay, someone should have briefed this dude. But um, so, nine, so he's, they say, that there's so many studies been done on it, but they're like half an hour or 90 minutes. But then the 10 minute, 15 minute people, they're micro nappers. So that's not going to help you to like uh, actually be rested, but it will give you a burst of energy mm. that, that's that been scientifically proven to be better and last longer than caffeine. 10 or 15 minutes. We that's why there was, um, there was an article a few years back that came out that was like, your bosses should basically let you nap on your lunch break because it, it recharges your brain and lets you like work better in the afternoons. And I was a, I was a serial mm-hmm. lunchtime napper and actually got told off by an employer once for napping in the break area uh, at lunchtime. It's interesting because both Apple and Google have nap pods in their offices, especially for that reason. So people could just go and recharge themselves. Nap yeah. pods. The forward thinking, all the forward thinking companies have got this. That this actually makes us much better at what we're doing. But yeah. there are, but then it's such a hot debate of like mm-hmm. what constitutes a nap. And if I'm gonna have a nap, it cannot be half an hour. I just, I just, I, I wake up angry. It has to be ninety minutes, which is difficult because then you need a whole ninety minutes of the day to do it, and it has to be way before bedtime, or else then I don't yeah. want to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like I can do shorter naps. It was just, I think I was just so exhausted. I lay down on the bed with no alarm set. And it was like my one day where I didn't really have to do anything until later on in the day. It was like a weekend. So I'd been out, done my run and was like, I'm just going to have a nap because I'm exhausted mm-hmm. and woke up and it was three and a half hours later. Did you sleep all right that night? Yeah, perfectly. Well, you but know I what think- my body battery's like. <laughs> Five. Yeah, my body battery is constantly five. Five. Well, I think that sometimes it's a case of you are exhausted. You need to. I know you can't catch up on sleep, but you need to rest your body properly no. and you need full recharge. Yeah. But on races, 
if so if I'm doing a 200 miler then I oh, will yeah. put in that, uh, bunches of 90 minutes uh, because that worked yeah. really well for, that worked really well for me when I was on the wild horse and I collapsed in the car it was three hours because I'd completely my back body battery was at, was at minus levels so yeah ideally it's go to sleep because then it's like 10 minutes to get to sleep and then you get your sleep and then 90 minutes get up crack on next time I do a 200 and I might do the same one again mm. um just mm-hmm. to test this is uh I'm gonna have a van and I'm gonna get in the van between two o'clock and five in the morning every single mm. time get in the van mm-hmm. 90 minutes and see how much that improves my performance I reckon I could probably take six hours off that time by spending the by, more time by having, yeah by more time sleep because I think I'd be much nap. quicker and I'd be just reju- rejuvenated yeah we'll see yeah naps are important man I'm gonna schedule one in for today because I can because I'm working from home and I started work at half past six this morning and I, I finished work at eight o'clock tonight so I am going to schedule a little nap um after I've done my run so go me I'm not okay this weekend before we go me and Anna are going on a trip up the old uh, Yorkshire Three Peaks on Sunday. We're going to have a right old lolathon. Might record some voice notes. I might record some voice notes. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Well, you don't know I'm doing it. No, I was going to say, as long as you don't, like... I was going to say, be horrible about me. You won't be horrible about me, but I feel like you're going to, like, David Attenborough me. And here we have... No. The Anna no, the Runner in her natural habitat. But I don't think people see you throwing your toys out the pram ever. That's because I don't. You don't You don't throw them out the pram. She becomes very abrupt when she doesn't want to do something. She fucking knows what she wants to do and what she doesn't want to do. Mm. There's very strict boundaries and she becomes abrupt. She's like, no, 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 I'm not doing it. I'm sitting here and we're going to have a cup of tea, which is fine by me. Oh, I bring my jet boil. Oh, yeah. But, um, but uh, I, 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 we might do some voice notes. If this is me in my natural habitat, right, the three peaks, if you made me do an interval session, I would be calling you a motherfucker. Yeah. I'd be throwing my toys out the pram. Yeah. So it's different strokes for different folks, right? It is. It is. I know. I'm just, I'm fully excited to have a lovely day. I feel like the weather's going to be a little bit like a bit of everything. So famous last words. I think you're going to see a different side of me. It's a bimble at best that's what it is it is a bimble at best it's a bimble at best i'm not ragging it i've got another full week of training next week so this is not ragging it ragging it rag it down pen again rag it oh also uh (laughs) we'll talk about this next week i signed up for the spine challenger oh i meant to ask you about that yes we'll talk about that next week save that for next week basically i'm already on a recce pen again is part of that course so there we go perfect good times okay listeners we love you you're wonderful. We do. You, you are. Thank you for all the stuff that you send us and keep it coming in. Yeah, please do keep it coming in because I'm scared it will tail off and then we'll have to make stuff up. Uh, so go to Instagram. There's a link tree link. It's got all of the communications that you could possibly ever want to get in touch with us. Email, DM, voice note we really like. And emails. Yay. Ultra sound system pod at gmail.com. See you guys next week. We love you. See you. I um, don't know what I'm going to do, Ali, because I'm not going to see you for like four days. And I've seen your face every day for the last four days. Be strong. Hold on. Write it on a post-it note. I'll see you in a few days. I'm going to write it on a post-it note. I'll see you in a few days. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. <laughs>